Well, it doesn't take a genius to get a good understanding of what the main topic of the news has been around the world here pretty recently, and that would be the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which leads us in our purposes here to ask the question, how, when, or even if you should talk to your kids about it. Hey, welcome to the Cool Dad Rules. Before we get into that, my name is Bill Adams. Appreciate you being here. As always, not the lightest of topics, that's for sure, but hopefully we can gather some good information about this thing. And I want to thank you so much for finding the podcast, subscribing, and finding us on social media as well, because there's been a lot of chatter, even on our social media pages, about this very same thing. I've heard from a lot of you about that very same topic. For parents of kids of any age, how do you even explain this? When us, adults, can hardly even understand this situation ourselves. Well, let's start off with this. I think it's absolutely worthy of bringing it up. You absolutely, we, I should say, should absolutely talk to kids about this. Now, I'm not a psychologist. Chances are, you're not either. And I'm certainly not a military expert. Chances are, you're not either. But what we can do, and what I was able to do over the past, I'd say, like, week or so, is gather most of the information I could find, the real relevant stuff, that all of us can apply and the best tips and advice from those very same people in talking to kids about this particular topic, which is something that, I mean, let's face it, none of us in our lifetimes have had to deal with war in Europe. I mean, just even saying the words, writing that down on a piece of paper just seems and feels so bizarre. It's a different world for all of us. But worthy, I think, absolutely of a conversation with your kids. So what I tried to do was, like I said, gather all that information and the best way to do that, broken down by age brackets, which we'll get to here in just a second. But I think the number one thing that I've realized and learned in putting this stuff together is you got to take the emotion out of it because it's a really emotional thing. I mean, we've all seen it, the horrific images of, I mean, you're talking about it's going to wind up being millions, literally millions of refugees leaving Ukraine to escape this war zone and going to other surrounding countries. This we've realized too, and we've all kind of learned this on the fly. I've heard that phrase, the fog of war, where there's propaganda on both sides and you know misinformation designed to you know help their cause and, and form their narrative and get the other countries of the world on their side. Boy, has this been an example of that. You talk about fake news. There has been so much of that, really on both sides, and quite frankly, coming from the Allied side as well. There's a lot of that to weed through as well. Another thing to keep in mind. But like I said, what I've tried to do is compile some of the best information broken down by age brackets to try to talk to kids about this. And let's start with the most difficult age bracket, which, as you can imagine for me, would be talking to kids about this conflict, this new world that we're looking at here in a war with kids about under the age of five. Boy, is that tough. Like I said, with any age category, take the emotion out of it best you possibly can, even though it's 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 horrifying. And at first I thought this was an oversimplification, but I think it's the best possible way to approach this. Kids at that age have such a limited understanding of this conflict. I mean, heck, let's admit it, a lot of us adults do. You got to simplify it down to even beyond what you think is too simple. Like literally, what the experts are saying is, break it down to one neighbor has invaded the, the other neighbor's property and apply that to a country. This country has invaded this other country for whatever reason, and that's not a good thing. And it's caused the country that's being invaded to have to leave. And there's a lot of violence and bad things happening. And almost every expert that I've looked up and researched has said the very same thing. 
it's really that simple for kids around five and under to try to explain it to them. What's the next hardest category? What's the next hardest age group to try to talk to with kids about this? Well, it'd be school-age kids, adolescents, right? A little more advanced, and I thought this was brilliant. Two or three of the experts that I found uh, in communicating to kids about this at, at this age said the same thing. This is a, an area of their schooling and about a level of the schooling where they're getting into maps and understanding geography a little bit better, probably better than we are as adults. We forget this stuff, to be honest with you. So bring up the world map situation. And first of all, where they are, where Russia is, where Ukraine is on a map, and then what that means and what it means for the refugee situation and, and you know, looking forward and, and, and what that means as far as millions of refugees going into different countries and what that could possibly mean and the reasons behind it. And as you go into now, teens and college kids, this is where I happen to be right now. That's where my kids are right now. This is what I've found works because there it is going to come up. The whole world has heard about this conflict. And what most of the experts agree on at this level with teens and college kids is talking about details of the history of these two countries, the former USSR, uh, going forward, what it means for, for the world, and politics, and most importantly, I, I was actually surprised to see that most of the family experts agree on this, and most of the most of the family psychologists agree on this. What it means going forward, without a big debate, without a lot of emotion, for the allies, especially in the U.S. and Canada, going forward, whether we will or should get involved with this conflict, and that's about how it break down, breaks down. Now. Here's where I, I think, and this is what it applies, this is how it applies to what we do here in the Cool Dad Rules. You know what we always do. You turn these confusing issues and you tune, turn fear into action. It's all about turning it into a life skill. And that's where I think really this can turn into a positive, believe it or not. Because don't just sit there and, and, and read about it and stress over it. And what do we always find in any one of these difficult conversations and one of these difficult you know, concepts when we're trying to talk to families about it, as parents, what we do, turn it into something positive. Not really some of the things you've seen in the news stories here. Okay, I get some of the store shelves are taking Russian vodka off the shelves. Okay, that's fine. I don't think that really matters in the long run, but if that's something you want to do, that's fine. I know a lot of us have changed Facebook and Instagram profile pictures to show the Ukrainian flag. I get that. That's, that's one thing. That's not really what I mean, though. Turn it into action. You're talking to kids for charitable efforts to help the refugees we were just talking about, because believe me, they are going to need help. And I found some of the organizations, easy to look up online, they're all right there, that are doing some great work. They're definitely verified, trustworthy organizations, and they have specific relief efforts designed to help out the Ukrainian people who are refugees going to other countries. The first one I found is savethechildren.org. They have a specific relief effort designed for Ukrainian kids, savethechildren.org. The American Red Cross, connected to their international organization, is another great resource on this. I think the American Red Cross is trustworthy, has been for over 100 years, and they've always done a great job, especially in war-torn areas. Not forget about that. There's another organization here I found called the Ukrainian Congress Committee of America. The Ukrainian Congress Committee of America helping displaced kids, and they actually have for a long, long time here, which is very trustworthy. They've been verified as well, and they've done some great work. And there's another one called Voices of Children, 
Voices of Children. All of these you can look up online and do with it what you want. But turning that fear of kids, and, and everybody's afraid of this worldwide situation, turning that into action and really doing something that has a positive effect. Because I think long-term, what we're going to see here is the long-term effect worldwide, especially for us, is going to be these refugees that are displaced by this, at the very least. Now, talk about turning something into action. Let me tell you a story, a little added bonus here, about throughout this entire research, this story of this kid who's a Florida teenager who's going to the University of Central Florida that he found his story, which I found was amazing. Listen to this. He's 19 years old. He goes to the University of Central Florida in Orlando. His name is Jack Sweeney. You may know his name because he was actually, up until recently, pretty controversial. Now, he's obviously a smart kid. He was tracking the flight pattern of Elon Musk's private jet. And he had, like, a, a Twitter handle that was, like, tracking it and posting it online, which is, well, that's kind of obnoxious. Elon wasn't too happy about that. In fact, he asked the kid, can you please stop doing this? Can, can you stop tracking my plane? The kid actually refused, and he wants to, I think he, what he's trying to do is get a sit-down with Elon, whatever. That's a whole different story. Turns out young Jack Sweeney at the University of Central Florida is turning his ideas into action as far as the Russia-Ukraine conflict goes. He set up a completely different Twitter handle called at Jets. He tracks the helicopters, private jets, and commercial airplanes of Russian oligarchs. You know, the, 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 the Russian billionaires throughout the world who are very influential in their country. Now, you may be asking, well, what's the reason behind that? It's to try to pressure them to put pressure on Putin to stop this invasion. And, and, and he tracks them and he posts them online. And, and Jack says he uses legally uh, published tra plane transponders out there and he publishes them. What were you doing at 19? Freshman in college. I wouldn't do it. I could barely find my way to class. And this kid has put together a plane tracking site for Russian oligarchs. Check out that handle if you want to see what the heck that kid is all about. But in the meantime, again, check out those organizations. Talk to the kids. It's, it's a conversation worthy of having, I believe, absolutely. But most importantly, for our purposes, turning that fear and confusion into action. And those charitable sites, again, I'll just give them to you because I think they're worthy. SaveTheChildren.org, the American Red Cross, Ukrainian Congress Committee of America, and Voices of Children, because I think it's something we're all going to have to deal with. More on the way in the very near future, probably more lighthearted content, I would imagine. Thanks for finding us, pressing subscribe as well, and finding the social media pages too. The Cool Dad Rules Facebook page and Instagram page are right there, easy to find too, just look it up. In fact, if you want to reach out to me, you can even direct message me if you want. That's where the idea about Ukraine came up. So many people had questions about that. Empowering parents, it's what we do. And I'll talk to you soon.